everybody, and welcome to episode five of Oh Yeah. My name is Chris Pavlovsky, and I will be uh, sharing with you this week over our special Christmas Eve service and also our fifth and final uh, message in the series, God With Us. Uh, sadly, I am solo today uh, as our uh, pastor of community is in Gatlinburg with our youth group at a great event, and I'm hoping that they're having a great time there. Our prayers also go out with him and his family as uh, they just uh, lost uh, an important member, his father, uh, Ricky Freeman, and we just uh, continue to lift them up and remember them in these times. And so as we get going, uh, we've got a lot to go over today, and I'm excited to share with you uh, some of the things that were shared with me after uh, the services. So as we get going, let's just start with a prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day and opportunity to to hear more about you, maybe to discover and learn something that we didn't know before. And Lord, if nothing else, let this be a time, Lord, where we can reflect and seek you. And in doing so, Lord, uh, we grow closer to you. In your holy name we pray, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. So, uh, Merry Christmas. I, I know it's past, but we got to get the idea that Christmas goes on. It's just not on that special day of December 25th, but it carries on, both in the liturgical calendar, but also in our spirits and our lives, because this gift that we were given through Jesus is not something that should uh, disappear to once or twice a year. Instead, it should be ever-present, and uh, that's kind of a big theme that we want to go over and talk about a little bit. Uh, First, we'll just kind of talk a little bit about our um, Christmas Eve service. It was a great time to uh, meet with everybody and to see everybody come into church. I hope that you were somewhere where you could uh, spend some time just seeking God and uh, singing out some carols. And to me, uh, Christmas Eve service is something that we don't want to overcomplicate. We really want to go back to the simplicity of what it means to have God in our lives and this present that he gave us through the baby Jesus. Um, and so uh, we were blessed to have some great songs and to sing together in our Christmas Eve service, and I hope that you found the same. We've been going over a series called God With Us, and this series uh, really looked at the importance of these spiritual uh, weeks that lead up to Christmas. And we talked about peace and joy and love and, and faith and all the importance that they have in our lives. And so I hope that as we went through that, or maybe you went through them as your church, it's known uh, in the church as the time of Advent, uh, that you really got a way to see God. And I remind us that Advent isn't just preparing for the coming of the baby Jesus. It's also a reminder to us who are believers that Christ says that he will come again. Christ says that, look, I'm going to be back, and I hope that you are ready for me when I get here. And so as believers, as we get complacent and comfortable in our day-to-day -day activities, I hope and, and pray that we don't forget that Christ said he's going to come again. And so that we pay attention to our life, just not on Wednesdays, just not on Sundays, just not on certain times of the year, but every day. Now, that can be difficult, and we're going to talk a little bit about that later in this podcast, but I want you to, to be having that in mind that there's a fullness of this term Advent. And so the first week we looked at hope and the importance of hope and some great stories throughout Scripture. 
of hope in the Old Testament and in the New Testament and the way that it plays in our everyday life. I don't know about you, but I need some hope. With the world being right in the middle of the thick of this pandemic, with people getting sick seemingly to the left and right, and I, I praise that most cases that I've seen and, and know of have not been severe, but still it's very worrisome. It's anxiety. It's all these different things that play into it. It's travel. It's, it's just life in general. That we need hope. That hope that, that says, look, yes, this might be a tough span, that this might be difficult, but despite all that, God has us and God is with us. And so the second week was God brings us love and the importance of love in our lives. We know that. It doesn't matter how much money we have in our bank account or how much we don't have in our bank account. Life shouldn't be judged on that. Now, look, I'm not naive. I got a friend who says all the time, you know, money can't buy happiness, but it can buy jet ski and jet skis make me happy. There's truth in that, sure. But we want to look a little bit farther and deeper this idea of love and what it plays in our lives. That no matter what's taken from us, what's stripped from us, that love surpasses it. And love's what let us know that when we lose our loved ones or when we're going through a difficult, challenging battle, either with illness or some other thing going on within our life, mental illness, that uh, love is a powerful, powerful agent, agent for change transformation and and hope that we spoke about before and so we looked at love and and the way that it brings things because here's the truth if we want joy and, and, and joy is more than happiness happiness can be fleeting it can come and go rather quickly if somebody brought me a uh, wap mocha right now i would be pretty happy but it would go away pretty quick uh and so we look at this idea of joy being something that that bases our in, entire life upon that uh the love that we have brings us the awareness of joy in our lives and joy is it's boundful man it 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 wants to leap out it wants to impact other people's lives i hope that you had the opportunity maybe this christmas to impact somebody's life in that way to bring joy to somebody who was uh, going through a difficult time I hope that somebody brought some joy to your life, a reminder, an angel in disguise sharing that, uh, yeah, we might want to give up, we might want to lose hope, we might want to stop, but God's bigger than that. And that's a truth that's been hard for me to kind of realize as a, when I was a young Christian and even as a mature Christian, I, I hope that, that God wants something more for our lives than we can truly imagine and dream of and we just have to entrust in that and that brings us joy a joy that surpasses um, all human understanding and so we are so thankful for it and this time of christmas this time of advent joy to the world it's more than just people being happy because they got what they want under the christmas tree it's people being happy because they they have the realization that no matter what they have or don't have that God loves them, and they have eternal hope and glory in that. And then that bring, brought us to week four, which was God uh, with us brings peace. And I, I've shared before in sermons, or maybe I mentioned it even on this podcast briefly, you know, to me the idea of peace is 
peace and quiet, stillness, maybe fishing or just relaxing and and being out in the wilderness, uh, camping or hiking and, and things of that nature is what brings me peace. Maybe yours is a little bit different. Maybe yours is going to the mall and, and shopping. I, I don't know what it is. I don't even know who goes to the mall anymore. But uh, I, I, nevertheless, what brings you peace? And uh, there's a lot of things that go around with that idea. And so I hope that you're continuing to seek that peace. Uh, the scripture says a peace that surpasses all human understanding. I know that we said that with joy a minute ago, but what we get from the understanding of this love and joy and, and peace and hope is that it describes Christ. And that's what our Christmas Eve service was truly about, is God with us is Jesus. And when God sent Christ down in the form of, of a baby and in the human form that he came and lived with us. He fought the battles that we fought. It became real. He got dirty. He got hurt. He bled. And, and through this, it connected us in a way that we weren't connected before. And as we go into the year 2022, I know that uh, there are all sorts of ways of connection. I mean, social media and um, all these different methods of connecting with one, or one another exists, but if we're not careful, we let those take the forefront and we become disconnected. We're not sitting down having a face-to-face -face conversation with anybody, whether it's masked or unmasked. We're not calling people on the phone. Uh, we're not even sending text as much as before. And so I hope and pray that you will really start to seek God out and, and what that means in communication in the year 2022 and that you will communicate more with people in your lives. And that also means your family. Uh, sometimes I believe that we get an idea that to really make an impact for God that it has to be by the hundreds or thousands. And sometimes we just need to be connecting with people within our own homes and our own families and then see what God does with that. Maybe he'll spread out to our workplaces uh, to our schools, and then beyond that to our social gatherings and, and make his light through us seen more and more day by day. Now, Jesus with us is a culmination of this love, hope, joy, and peace. And it, it shows and illustrates to us the importance of having a relationship with him. I mean, we are so driven by success, at least in our uh, part of the world, that we forget that success is sometimes not a monetary idea. It can be uh, impacting somebody's life in a different way. And if you went through the devotion book, um, which, look, I know the Advent season is technically over, but there's still time to go through these devotion books if you picked one up and you're behind or you started and you didn't finish. But I would love for you to get to the Christmas Eve area of it because we look at Christmas as a time of presence, and it's really about the time of presence. And maybe it sounded like I said the same thing, but I really didn't stop and think about it for it. Being in somebody's presence is so important. And I know you're thinking, how can I be in somebody's presence right now? Uh, everybody I know is, is battling sickness or illness or COVID or this or that. Well, 
that's where we as believers and followers, we got to step out and we maybe have to work a little bit harder and to reach out. And the uh, greatest present that we could ever receive is the presence of God in our everyday lives. And that's exactly what happened through Christ coming into this world. We forget so quickly that the Old Testament, you know, to communicate with God, it was an ordeal. You had to go through several steps. And then once you went through those several steps, other people had to go through several steps. And and then that one time a year, you could go and you could lay down your sins and transgressions and, and be in a communication relating with God. And so I just want to say that Christ coming changed all of that and we take that for granted far too often and I want for us and I pray for us not to take that for granted um, and and to understand that this present was presence it's presence with Christ it's presence with God it's presence with one another and that if you're listening to this I hope that God's presence is somewhere in your life and if you need to connect with that seek God out Seek him out in prayer. Maybe you're, you're, you're not even sure if you believe. Seek him out in prayer. Lift him up. And in doing that, I think and hope and pray that God will show you more and more who he is. Um, and so that, that's vital for, for us to really be able to celebrate uh, Christmas is to really be able to accept that the present was his presence. And I think as I get older, I understand that more and more. My uh, oldest daughter is in college now. My uh, other daughters are in high school and, and getting towards the, uh, middle, the end of middle school into high school. And they're busy, uh, whether it's in play practices or this or that, or they just come home and are doing schoolwork or communicating with their friends. And Presence has become more and more a, a difficult thing to have in our family as we get older. And I, I've started to see how vital that is to me. And I, I love, if, if you know me, we might have had this conversation before. I love seeing what my daughters get me now as we get older. You know, my eldest daughter got me a uh, Mandalorian onesie. It was awesome. Uh, I wore it till it was too hot to wear anymore. Uh, and so I still, of course, have it. But I don't know how often I will be sporting it. But it was really cool. Uh, my, my youngest daughter got me a, uh, a cup with a, one of my favorite quotes from Ron Swanson about, you know, it's hard to be upset when there's breakfast all day. You know, there's nothing that breakfast food can't fix type quote and how awesome that is. And so when we look at presence in these different ways and we understand uh, what presence mean in our lives, we can really start to enjoy um, seeing uh, not the gifts themselves, but the, the meaning behind them and the people seeing you through them. Isn't that what really connects us with presence? I know that my middle daughter got me some awesome stuff, and it was really sad on Christmas Eve. We came home, and our dogs had gotten under the Christmas tree. She had wrapped up these uh, certain type of, uh, I don't even know, gumdrop cordial type things uh, that I don't get that often, but every once in a while I'll get. And and she had gotten me some, uh, and uh, the dog had gotten into them, so I didn't get to get it. But for her to recognize that and to see that, and to be like, hey, Dad, I got these for you. That that means so much to me um, because she 
shows that she knows me a little bit more uh, than maybe the average person does. So Christmas Eve, it was a great service. And I, as we talk about Jesus it, uh, in, in the, the, the part of Emmanuel, our God with us, Jesus is the fulfillment of hope. He's the embodiment of love. He is the source of joy. And he is our peace. And it's my prayer that he is our lives. And so he's a giver of life, fullness, of wholeness. And um, that's what it's really, really about. And so uh, if you joined us for Christmas Eve, I hope that you were blessed. Um, it wasn't maybe uh, everything we were planning with Ricky passing. We had to make some shifts because uh, of... Uh, Chris not being able to be as round as, as uh, here at the Foundry as much as we wanted to do, but it was still pretty amazing. And if you heard him read the Christmas story, I mean, I've heard that story read time after time after time. I've read that story time after time after time. But there was a passion and a love and a connection with his father, I believe, in that reading that just touched my soul uh, so deeply and so that was a great great gift that uh, he gave to us on Christmas Eve and I'm so thankful for him being willing to do that and so let's trans uh, transition out of Christmas Eve which uh, would have been on a Friday we had Christmas on Saturday and then Christmas came uh, the day after Christmas came quick on Sunday and uh, we looked at the gifts of Christmas and I really liked this sermon. It was a short sermon. I made up my mind, look, we're kind of wore out. We're kind of tired. Uh, we're still, you know, uh, getting over from the busyness of the holidays. So I, I was like, I'm going to speak about what I'm going to speak about, and then I'm going to be done. And, and so we actually got out a few minutes early on that particular Sunday, which is an oddity. Um, but uh, it was a great service, nevertheless. The music was beautiful. Uh, they were all Christmas-related without being Christmas uh, songs, and so it was really cool. But we, we read the scripture about the visit of the wise men. Now, if you're listening or uh, maybe young in your faith, uh, you have this idea that the wise men came on the night of Christ's birth, but that's not what scripture shows us. It actually shows us that some time had passed. They would have been traveling a far way, and then they stopped over and got questioned along the way. And so when they finally made it there, it said that, you know, Mary and Joseph and Jesus were living in a house there in Bethlehem. I, I guess they were kind of waiting for the next move. Um, and so they came in and bowed down and gave these gifts. Now, I don't know about you. I think just having some visitors like this would have been a great gift. You would have been able to hear about their story and about how they saw the star and followed it in and, and what a blessing that would have been. But no, they, they brought the gifts that we are all very common, uh, know of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And we talked about Sunday about the specific of these gifts and about how important they play fulfilling Old Testament and, and prophesying the birth or, or the death of Jesus. And so it was this weird kind of incredible bookend story that happened all in this short span of scripture. And they also give Joseph a warning saying, look, Herod's coming after you. You, you, you need to be aware of this. And, and so they go a different way. And then the angel comes and shares that with Joseph. And so uh, they flee, so the story is important. But what we really focused on 
at, at this time was the, the spiritual meaning behind the gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And I, I kind of shared that maybe that that's how Mary and Joseph were able to escape and go into Egypt was by selling the gold. They had funds there to be able to get up in the middle of the night, to leave their home, and to escape. Now, we don't know that for sure, but it's fun for me to really stop and to think about. And we see gold mentioned throughout Scripture and the tie-in into the temple as well, and that's in Genesis uh, 13, 2, Ecclesiastes 2, 8, 1 Kings 10, and 1 Kings 6, 20. You, you will see that specifically in the 1 Kings 6, 20 through 22, that the walls of the most holy, holy place and altar within were completely overlaid with gold. And so there's a connection there, not only the royalty of Christ being born, but that. And then myrrh is the other kind of commonly known uh, because it, it, it pronounces or announces or predicts uh, kind of Jesus's death. It's prophesying what is to come. And we see myrrh, you know, in John 20 or in John 19, 39 through 40, uh, Isaiah 53 and Exodus 30, uh, showing all of these um, importance of where these gifts come from. Now, they were rare. They weren't easy to get a hold of. They didn't go to Walmart. They didn't go to CVS. They didn't have easy access. But these three kings, and it, all, it might also illustrate, sometimes we get in a mind that, well, these three guys were friends, and they hung out, and they saw the star together. Well, maybe not. Maybe they intersected at different areas. They came from different parts and had different uh, traditions that they had grown up in, and so that's kind of a, a neat thing to think about. But the one I really wanted to spend a few minutes on was frankincense because somebody came up to me after the service and said, you know what? I use a lot of oils and my favorite oil, especially when I'm feeling rough, especially when I'm feeling sick, is frankincense. And I was like, well, that is really interesting. And so I started looking up and, and uh, getting up and I've used some essential oils as well, um, especially in times for for just uh, when my sinuses get all bogged up and for breathing and different things like that. I, I get earaches when I travel and there's this healing oil that I use a lot that, that tends to take them away. So I'm always uh, having that on me when I'm traveling. But uh, I looked up uh, the different information about frankincense and it, the powers of it. That, and, and some people it reduces arthritis and pain that it can be used to fight infections uh, within our bodies. And, and so that improves asthma. Um, it maintains uh, different healths within our bodies. And so um, it's even suggested through a lot of different research that it has anti-cancer properties. And so I was really fascinated by this, and I actually came upon an article that it called it in the beginning. It wasn't a biblical article, but it said, this is the king of essential oils. And I was like, huh, how about that? And I, I just thought, isn't that interesting that this thing that we you know, have readily available to us was also a gift of great value that was given to the baby Jesus now, one other thing that I mentioned in my sermon, and to be honest with you, I never have heard this before. I had been reading over my scripture, thinking about my message, and it just came to me. And somebody after the service came to me and asked me a little bit about it. 
And that was the idea that, yes, we had, uh, I, I had frankincense there and I had some myrrh there, uh, but especially the frankincense I talked about that if you looked at it, it looked like a piece of dried up gum or a rock or just something you would throw off to the side. Uh, and it might smell a little bit, but it really doesn't give you the full essence of what it is until it's burnt. And it's what I have is made to put into fireplaces, and it you know gives off the scent um, of, of frankincense. And that maybe just maybe sometimes we look at our lives and we think, man, well this is who I am, this is where I've been molded, and we don't look the way that we think we should uh, because we've not followed God. But uh, sometimes through our difficulties and challenges. And, and those moments that break us, that feel like they destroy us, are the times where God can really start to reform and use us. Because frankincense is no—it's no good in the form that I have it. It's not really useful until it's broken down and burnt. What we would call being destroyed in an everyday sense, but God sees it being used for something more. And so maybe in our difficult moments. That's the time where God's really transforming us. That's the time where God's really showing us that, look, you, you're not strong enough. You, I'm here with you. And that's what gives you strength. And that's what gives you power. And that's what gives you hope and joy and peace and love. Is, is not that you went through this difficult challenge. But I'm with you through it. And we are going to come out the other side. I'll say this going into the new year. Man, we need some forgiveness. We need some forgiveness. And I know that there's some people who might have done you wrong, that there's some people who might have hurt you, there's some people who might have taken advantage of you, and you're having a hard time getting through that. I'll just say this, that we need forgiveness in our new year to be able to release that, to let that go, and to seek God more and more through it. I hope that if that's you and you're listening to this podcast, that you can say a prayer and you can seek and lift that up and give forgiveness as well as receive forgiveness. So that was our, um, after uh, Christmas service, we're excited about the new service of the first new year on the second. Uh, we've got a lot of exciting things planned for the new year in 2022, Bible studies, sermon series, uh, retreats and different things. Um, I miss my wife being here with me because I love her talking with me about the marriage retreat that we have planned for March 18th and 19th. All right, guys, it's time to start signing up. January's here. I'm going to be putting out all the info. I just want to say is that you won't be sorry. I want to guarantee it. I almost want to give you a money-back guarantee, but I might get in trouble in my home for doing that. But I think that everyone who attends this uh, marriage retreat will find some sort of blessing through it, no matter whether your marriage is on that mountaintop or your marriage is in that deep valley or it's a new marriage. I, I think that the way that this retreat is done, it, it is a true blessing. And so it will be a Friday uh, evening, Saturday morning, afternoon, and then uh, you can get on with your lives. But we have a great group coming and uh, facilitating this for us. And so this is not an FCC. We will be hosting it, but this is a thing for our community. So if you're listening to this and you're a part of another church, invite some people. I would love that. I, I want 30 to 50 couples to be here to be involved in this because if you want to start your new year off right, strengthen your marriage, all right? So 
With that being said, January 19th, we will be doing our Rise Against Hunger, where we, where we will pack over 10,000 meals. That's a Wednesday evening, and so we ask that you be on the lookout for more information about that. Sign up for it and know that it will be an awesome time and a great way to start a new year with your families coming and packing 10,000 meals to be sent overseas to those in need. And then, last but not least, what are your New Year goals? All right, I don't like the word resolution. Uh, if, if you do, great. But what are your New Year goals? And so I encourage you to find a Bible study. We are going to be doing, uh, offering a couple of different versions. Um, and I'll say this, the Version Bible app. I do not promote very many things, but I'll say this. Download that app. It's a great app. We will be hosting the uh, Bible study, a, a different, maybe two Bible studies through it, um, that are called, one's called Bobber Project, one story that leads to Jesus. And you can become part of our group on that. We'll be sending out information about how to join our church FCC group with that. And then the, the other one is called the Bible Recap. And both of these are great daily scripture reading, get you through the Bible in a year studies uh, that offer some podcasts and different things with them. And so uh, I'm excited about doing that. But Maybe that's a little bit more than you want to bite off. I'll encourage you to maybe just find some different Bible studies to be a part of. If nothing else, download that and find the uh, Bible verse of the day. And and here's what it will happen. Every day, maybe at 7 a.m. or 8 o'clock or whenever you put the time, it will give you a verse of the day. And today's is Proverbs 21, 21, which simply says this. And I'll leave you with this as we get ready to go today. Whoever pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity, and honor. Far too often, we are just waiting. We are waiting for, for a revelation or um, God to throw something in our lap. But this particular proverb says that we are to pursue righteousness and love. And we're going to find life through that. And along with life, prosperity and honor. And so as we uh, end our last podcast of this year, uh, it is my prayer that we are on this journey together and that our relationships deepen and become more and more a part of what God has planned for our lives than what the world tries to show us that we want in life. I pray everybody a safe and happy new year. Uh, this is our, oh yeah, Sunday's leftovers. And uh, we hope that you'll join us and share us out and about as we continue to uh, try to improve on many different areas, uh, audio quality, but uh, more importantly, in our spiritual uh, journey together. God bless you, and uh, Happy New Year. Mm -hmm.